Hello! Thank you for listening to Reads and Weeds. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps. Also, find me on Instagram at Reads and Weeds. Say hi. Tell me what you are reading and where you are listening from. Enjoy the show. Birdstein? Uh, yeah. He, he's, <laughs> he, he actually belongs to my friend. But yeah. he he abandoned her and disowned her, and he just loves me now. Oh my God, this face is amazing in the screen. Look at this bird. Yeah. This is fantastic. I'm doing this. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can do this. Oh, I hope I took a picture. Oh, maybe I can take a picture with my phone. Look at this bird. Oh my God, you're the first bird on the show. There you go, Bernstein. Check it out. First bird on reeds and weeds. I'm really excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. Hi, Birdstein. Birdstein. Oh my God. Come on. That's amazing. Um, okay. And this is going to sound maybe dumb, but where in Canada are you? Like if I'm in Michigan, you must be in you're in my time zone so like are you out in a rural area are you near a big city i might know i'm out in the middle of nowhere uh I, i'm actually really close to a very small town called port elgin but but where we are living exactly the spot where we're on a small hobby farm and yeah so if you look on a map you'll see um that lake huron is almost kind of split in two parts, Georgian Bay and Lake Huron. And be yeah. between them is a peninsula called the Bruce Peninsula. Mm -hmm. and, and we're we're right at the, the bottom of the Bruce Peninsula. Oh, lovely. So you're on the water? Uh, well, we, I, we, we can be on the water in, in about a five minute walk. Oh, lovely. Well, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and get started because why not <laughs> so uh welcome to reeds and weeds hey i'm with jrr token and birdstein is on his left shoulder and in case you're just listening to the audio he has on the coolest glasses not the bird but jrr token and i'm on zoom and i can see myself smoking weed Re reflected in his round <laughs> reflective glasses. I like, very cool. I like to keep a small air of mystery. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, keep it big, man. Do whatever, do whatever. Um, this is going to be such a wonderful conversation. Sage first Tower time. Public. What's that? This is this is my first interview without this. Oh wow! You got well, good. I'm glad to, I'm glad you're able to show your whole face. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was just covering up his face, but nice, uh, has a nice, like, uh, cannabis em emblazoned bandana as a face mask. So it's stylish. It's a stylish safety. Um, so reads and weeds, obviously we smoke weed and talk about books and, uh, Sage Tower Publishing reached out to me and said, Hey, have you uh, heard of J.R.R. Token? and this book, The Adventures of Great Neblinsky, A New Hope. And I, I said, no, this sounds like a blast. A little gnome who grew up in Cincinnati and is wise for hundreds of years and then suddenly comes up onto the surface of the earth and goes on this great adventure. And um, it's officially coming out May 15th. So 11th, 
May 11th. May 11th. Oh my gosh. Okay. We got to get this out there. So, um, so I'm very excited and several things that make this interview so exciting. So I'm going to try to stay focused, but you guys know how I get. <laughs> okay. Um, one is on a cursory, you know, just research Googling of J.R.R. Token. I find out that not only did he write the great, the adventures of the great Noblinsky, but he also raises dire wolves. Yes, Game of Thrones fans, you heard me. So we have to talk about that because I won't be able to stop thinking about it. Um, and also, uh, how do you become the top antler carver? Is that what it is? The top antler yeah. carver in Canada? How does that become something did, that you win? Is there, No, I didn't know about the competitive antler carving world that's going on up there in Canada. Well, there's no, there's no real competitions, I don't think. Um, the way it worked though was uh, back in I think it was it was 2004. The uh, the Ontario Arts Council, the Canadian government, the Canadian Arts Council, um, the governments of uh, the provincial government of Bavaria, uh, the government of Germany, um, and there was a few other governments involved and a few other corporations. They did this search, Canada-wide search, for seven Native Americans who were good at art. They wanted to send them to Germany for a festival, a holiday festival that was happening over there. And the purpose was to promote Canada as a serious source of, of fine art. And at the same time, uh, give Aboriginal artists uh, an opportunity that we normally just would not have. So I was sent with five, five, five I think it was five other artists that went over there and uh, a native uh, a Cree RCMP officer also joined us and um, so in that time they were they were searching across Canada for an antler carver and they contacted me and they said I was the best they were able to find and um, once I got to Europe I realized how not the best I was to be perfect <laughs> oh no 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 those those German guys there's some German guys over there that are, that are amazing artists and I spent um the following summer they had me come so back. wait I have to ask a stupid question no stupid are, questions. okay okay are you carving another substance to look like antlers or are you using antlers as a substance to carve from I'm taking a deer antler oh and I'm yes Carving. Oh, you're carving something in the end. Of, oh my gosh. So right now he is holding up a deer antler that's been carved into, what is it? Oh, it's like a, oh, is it like a dragon? My, or, it's a guy's face. It's just it's a face. focus. Roll it, roll it. Oh, it's amazing. I'm Holy sorry. Cow. I got one of these webcams. I'm trying to get it to focus. Oh, can no, it's, it's awesome. Can it be better if I do this? No, I can see it. I can see it. It's incredible. Now that I know I still, what I'm looking at. That's a tiny little deer antler. And you oh see the guy's gosh. feathers. His feathers are there. And he's got yes. these oh, yes. cool feathers along the side. You guys have to look this up. I'll send, I'll put pictures of this up, you guys. This is. Well, this is, this is one of my smaller things. I, I, when you asked me about antlers, I thought I'd bring up a couple of. Oh my gosh, now there's this giant antler that's like carved into an eagle. That's a hawk. Wow. A, a hawk. hawk. Wow. This one's this one's based on an old Mi'kmaq legend. Uh, Mi'kmaq people are uh 
uh, Canada's East Coast and the United States' uh, uh, New England uh, states. And I didn't, I don't remember if I read this about you. Did you say that you were Cree? No, my mother is Mi'kmaq. Mi'kmaq, okay. Yeah. okay. It, 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 we used to be called Mi'kmaq, but okay. that, that just wasn't right. Um, right. So anyway, there's an old story about this, this hawk that brings fire from the sun uh, and teaches a little girl how to make it. And she saves the life of all the people. She saves the nation. So I, I take these old, old legends and I put them into carvings like this. And this was just a character from um, one of those legends. And I gifted this to my friend. She owns this now. But she wow. to, to let us um, use it as, as an example. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. So I think I want to start talking about the book and get to the dire wolves later because I can dive in and ask, I could ask 1000 more questions about those antlers in Germany and the tribe and all that, but then we would never talk about the book. So what I, I realized that in the, not in the introduction, in the inspired and written for section right at the beginning where it says written for Max. Yes, yes. Oh, the adventures of good. The art is wonderful. And I love that wall hanging. I really want that wall hanging. So y'all, I'm going to post a picture of this wall hanging. Sage Tower Publishing is doing a contest. Wait, has somebody already won it? Oh, the, oh okay. I believe um, the deadline is the 15th. Oh, okay. Of May. But they're going to they're going to actually do the um, draw in uh, in June, early June, sometime. It's, it's okay. Okay. Better. The details can be found on um, uh, Sages www.sagestowerpublishing.com. Okay. Okay. The details can be found. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I we looked at that last night, and this is so fun. And let me say. Um, that I think if you are a reader who likes uh, fantasy, anything like Lord of the Rings or, or anything like that, or if you like kind of madness where, you, you know, the fourth wall, that like everything that can happen will happen, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> if you're a fan of those two or anything in that realm, I think you'll really enjoy the Dublinsky story. <laughs> and so at the beginning, I saw the, the inspired and written for, but then I kind of forgot about it, started reading. And it wasn't until the very end when you did the, um, you know, here's who J.R.R. Token is. It was about, about the author, about the author, the author of the author, yes. the very, very end when you talked about your, your friends that kind of saved you and turned you around and you smoked weed and played. Were you playing Dungeons and Dragons? We were. Yes. Okay. So there's this wonderful kind of dedication at the end of the book to his group of friends that he met and they liked smoking weed and playing Dungeons and Dragons, which everyone can relate to. <laughs> so we hope, we hope they can. If they sure. Can. Or, or something like it. Like everybody has, if you can find that thing that you can hang out and do with your friends and smoke weed. I mean, whatever it is, do you know what I mean? Some people like sit around and whatever trim weed with their friends or play disc golf with their friends but you've got five friends that you can smoke weed, weed with and do your thing do you know what I mean play in a jazz band like whatever so that role playing with smoking weed is just 
So tell me how you fell in with those guys, because obviously you wrote this whole book and it was inspired by them. And I'm sure the characters were inspired by them. So can you tell me a little bit more about like these guys and, and why they were important to you, how you fell into hanging out with them? Well, uh, I was, I was living, I grew up in a housing project, a really, really rough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, um, you just, most people don't understand how kids can fall into criminal subcultures. It, it starts with, you're just trying to stay alive. Yeah. And if, if, if you just keep losing coolness, you're not going to stay alive. So, and to be cool, you have to be like the same as the people who are around you, right? You got to be part of it. And I was becoming part of a, a criminal subculture that was going to get me killed. It certainly was going to get me killed. Um, at the same time, believe it or not, I, I had a full-time job as a graphic designer for a company. And one day, the fellow I, I worked with, he came in and he started uh, telling me about this group of people. He was actually making fun of them. Um, they, these guys would, they, they'd make costumes and they'd write stories and they'd go out in, in, into these, they'd rent these giant campsites and they'd go and they'd set up uh, sets and they'd build props and they'd, they'd go on this crazy fantasy adventure every weekend. And, and, yeah. I, thought, and I thought, geez, why are you making fun of that's, that? That's like the, the coolest that's the greatest thing ever. Thing ever. <laughs> so, so he turned me on to one of these guys, a phone number and I contacted the guy and just ask about it. Then I ended up showing up to one of their general meetings and I, I got like two feet in the door. And this, this guy just comes out of nowhere and greets me and says, I've never seen you here before, welcome. Okay, so this was kind of strange to me because you know where I came from, people don't do that. They just don't. They're more, telling, they're more flipping you off and using the F word and telling you get the hell out of the neighborhood than welcoming at all. So. Oh yeah, they were just really kind. Yeah, yeah. So I went on a couple of their what they called field trip. These nowadays they call them LARP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went on a couple of these, and I met a few of these guys that are my book is inspired by, and they invited me to play Dungeons and Dragons with them. Now, I I believe that one of them. That he just he, he was like I think we can make this guy not violent enough because I certainly was violent I was a street fighting maniac I really was so wow I'll and what that. what years was this because I feel like we're about the same age okay so we're talking 1988 or 89 around okay that. yeah 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 gotcha yep and um, so anyway the very first night I had to come up with a character and and the one fellow Peter. The guy is just such a creative genius. It makes me look silly. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 it was his idea for me to play a, a gnome, a little gnome, little gnome, <laughs> only 12 inches tall. And yeah. It, so I had to take it a little further. Now, gnomes live underground, right? What's el- What else is underground? Of course, cannabis was illegal back then. So everything yeah. about cannabis was underground. So I thought, yeah. I'm going to make this little gnome and I'm going to call him a gnome because that's, <laughs> it's just silly to be in front of gnome. Right? Spell yes. N-O-M-E. What's that spell? N-O-M-E. Yeah. It spells gnome. 
what do we want? Yeah, it's a gene, right? So let's yeah. give it a purpose. Let's use it. Let's Let use it. <laughs> so I'm going to be a genome, genome, and uh, so I had to pick my class, right? So the class was uh, magic user. I, I thought, wow, he's going to get really high, and that's going to inspire him to like do all these enchantments and stuff. Of and course. Of that I thought, hey, but what if? Now, what if? What what if he was also a holy man, and their religion, the entire religion of his people, was based on a, a sacred herb? So I had to come up with the name of a god, and I was having a hard time because <laughs> holy shit, I was buzzing. Yes, yes. So shit, I'm buzzing. <laughs> it's holy shit, I'm buzzing. That's the name. Holy of shit, I'm buzzing. There he is. There he is. It's so fun. Like as soon as like I love when names are clever or over the top like that. It's just holy shit, I'm buzzing. Is I think you can build a whole religion around it. I mean, <laughs> you'd get some followers. You know, if you had the right marketing, you'd it's it's already kind of happening in it some is. parts of the world. So yeah, I think on it's, Twitter. It is. I have nomies. I don't have homies. I have nomies. Do you really? I totally have nomies. Wait a minute. What is your Twitter? Do you have an Instagram too? What's your Twitter? I don't. Well, I do have an Instagram, but I, I don't own a cell phone. I'm dirt poor. So I only have a landline. So my Instagram, I, 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 I built this thing not knowing that you need a cell phone to post things. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it just sets there. I, I, I initially made it for my antler art, my stone carving. Right. Right. What about the uh, Twitter? With on the Twitter, movies? you can find me on Twitter. I'm JRR token at Mark EG Dory one. Okay. Okay. So, and the, the mark is uh, uppercase M, lowercase A-R-K, uppercase E-G, uppercase D, lowercase O-R-E-Y, number one. Okay. Okay. I'll put that in my notes, too. I'll put that in my notes. So that's how so, you start. Yeah. yeah. So when you started hanging out with these guys, then you played with them weekly, a couple times a week, or? Uh, at least weekly. We, at least weekly. Yeah, we kept it up at least weekly. There was a couple of times there when um, Max, who was the dungeon master, he had more time off. So we played, I remember one week we played four times and we played into the wee hours all four of those times. So we probably wow. 75, 80 hours in that week of just playing them. Oh my gosh. And so did you... Um... Are these guys like, is this a small town? Are these like good old country boys? Oh, no. Or no. Are, okay. What are they like? This is the capital city of Nova Scotia. This is Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay. And um, they they were all educated. All of yeah. All uh, Roger was, he, he was an upcoming artist um, and, and wanted to be a filmmaker. And okay. He was in art college at the time. Uh, Steve Steve was a brilliant computer software engineer and computer uh, computer operator. Um, Peter did, I spoke, spoke about Peter earlier. He was just theatrically the man. He just really should have had, had an Oscar by now. He just should have, or or a Pulitzer Prize winning book or something like this. It's just brilliantly created. Ian Ian was a lost soul, sort of like me. He was um. Instead of being, I was lost in violence and crime. He was lost in just trying to fit in somewhere. Mm. And then we yeah. had, uh, who else was in there? Max. 
Max just has an IQ off, off the charts. I, I know him. Um, and uh, he didn't play very much. I ended up running a start played with us in that one. But he was the bus master. And it was truly him because he all his players. It was him who said, okay. Mark, you can come play. I have my players, but okay, these guys put you in, you can come in. And it went there. So, and I think wow. that, that, that's all of the guys that were Steve, Max, yeah. Roger, Ian, Peter. They're yeah. the five. Yeah. And over, so what I'm curious about, so I'm going to try to summarize the book but i'm going to do it very in a very skeletal way okay no, no spoilers careful with this one well i'm going to be i'm going to be careful but i'm going to tell you it's <laughs> part one it's called part one so a lot of times if i read something and it's a big fat cliffhanger <laughs> i'm like ah what but it, it is called part one so there will be a cliffhanger um but a gnome is sort of kind of kidnapped into the above world and ends up on this adventure where they meet God and smoke a lot of weed and sort of become the leader of a people that hangs out with monsters and they have to rescue someone and they meet a huge army and go through a gigantic battle. Oh, and they're also making wine. And um, it's it's rollicking good time. <laughs> so um, what I am wondering is, were the seeds of this book planted sitting around playing D&D &D when you started just becoming like into yourself, like settling into yourself and kind of becoming the storyteller to the group? Like, were you the person that told stories and entertained them while you played? No. That, oh, no. Okay. Okay. Well, tell me. Okay, okay. That would, that would have been Peter. Okay. Um, the funniest one amongst us was Ian, the, the, the guy who seemed out of place. And yes. he used his wit, which was razor sharp. He used that to fit in. And, and he taught me comedy, that guy right there. Um, Peter, he, he, he taught me before Peter, I didn't understand that fantasy stories could even be humorous or, or could have references to the modern world that we actually live in. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he also taught me that fantasy stories, good fantasy stories, the, the underlying theme, the underlying message of them should reflect what's going on in our world. So, so that was his teaching to me. He also, he also taught me a lot about drawing and, and just being human. Um, Max, Max, I didn't learn a lot from Max, except that I was wrong uh, about a lot of people. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's big though. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a big thing to learn, you yeah. know? And so wait a minute, Max, so you've got Max as God, right? In this, in this get dedication. So what the, the, the people that we're talking about right now, you're meeting the characters that can you remind me in the book, how, 
how he comes to meet all the guys. Like he gets captured by someone, but then rescued by those guys. And suddenly he's like their leader. And I can't quite remember how that exactly happened. So can you remind me of that? Because I have a question about it. Okay, so he never really, I tried to write him so that he never really thought of himself as the leader. He he always looked to Grar. Grar is the, the scariest one among them. Yes, yes. Yeah, and um, that was Steve, the computer software guy. He he played Grar. Yeah. And, um, so okay, so to answer your question, uh, no, he was not the leader. Okay. But they they end up sort of looking to him for that because he ends up being the smartest one among the group. Right. Uh, right. He he doesn't know how he got captured. He he's captured by a a group of people from a species called the Doc Alfar. Which, which in my book, I loosely translate to the dark elves. And I go on later on in the book, I go on to complain that we call them dark elves and say they're evil because he himself, the, the character knows dark people and they're not evil. So why are we doing like, that's another yes. one of those underlying themes that I tell oh, Yes, yes. So he wakes, he wakes up and he's, he's hanging from a pole between two of these dark elves and they've stripped him naked and he has no idea how he got there because the last thing he remembers is that he was talking to god in a dream mm -hmm. and um let's let's just say that he gets rescued by some unusual people at that point yes and and one of them this is a bit of a spoiler alert okay but okay spoiler alert one of the one of these unusual people knows something about him but won't admit to it and he doesn't know that that unusual person knows it either but this is what brings them together truly if it wasn't for that one person it may never have happened okay and it goes from there it goes from there to some shtick. I've got some shtick in there. I've yes. got some cultural humor in there. I've got, I've got like, oh my God. I try to make fun of everybody and myself in there. So I have to, I have to say, I have I, to say, I, when, I have to clarify that. But I oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I don't make fun of anybody in a malicious way. I try to bring the good stereotypes of people and of yes. And apply them to monsters, species of monsters, you know? Yes. He's not black or he's not red. He's he's kind of green. So yes. there's no yes. people to complain, right? You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and it's just, it's, I like to take an idea to the silliest degree to show that it is kind of ridiculous, you know? And the... I have to I have to say this just so it's recorded. <laughs> I started reading the book and I emailed JRR to say, hey, I'm excited about this. You know, I'm in the middle of the book. Um, and oh, shit. Oh, my God. I just had such a stoner moment. I just, oh, good. Like, no, 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 no. Something right, happened. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. I had this whole big concept. It's now I'm pissed and now I'm totally pissed. I'm not really pissed. I'm happy to be here. Ah, what is it? Oh my gosh. So yes, there's a bong. I don't have a bong. I just have that little, that little joint, but this was something I wanted. 
the um uh Oh my God. Oh, it was the exaggeration of the characters that made me ask you if you liked Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> so I randomly sent an email that's like, hey, by the way, do you like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Because that feeling of like, this is ludicrous and you just, they anything can happen now. They could jump planets. They could you yes. know grow gills they could like you've opened up the universe to like whatever is gonna happen to this little guy you're kind of gonna go oh okay okay um that's that was my point is i got that hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy vibe so i wanted to find out on the timeline of you growing up you're meeting your dungeons and dragon guys you are um where in there was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Like what year in your development and what did, I, I was curious about that timeline between like when did Dire Wolves comes in? When did starting to be a writer come in? That's a whole other book. These the whole are whole other books. All of what these questions you asked me. I know, I know it is. Book, Let me have a tote. Okay. <laughs> and I will answer you. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this one's for my bro, Snoop Demi Dog. Here you go. <laughs> oh, wow. He has this. He's he's hitting wax out of this beautiful pipe. It's really nice. Go, go, go. Yes. Big cloud of smoke coming at me. And this bird, by the way, there's still a bird on his shoulder so that's fantastic that's absolutely fantastic um well that was amazing uh i am smoking bubble gum bubble gum strain from island farms and it is so like it's my saturday morning what have you got there you've got live rosin l i can't see it oh what that's the strain or that's lsd oh no it's just a strain oh it's a strain I'm like holy cow oh that looks beautiful though it's really great. rich yellow wax nice nice it's actually a live rosin yeah like live sauce sorry we call it a straw yeah yeah <laughs> i like the wax too i do like the wax and do you have friends that are growers do you grow or do you go to a store i i take thousands of seeds and i just throw them all over Ontario and every once in a while I'll find one last year I had a garden yeah I grew marijuana excuse me marijuana <laughs> m-u-r-r-a-y-u-a-n um that's uh I get, that's my buddy Snoop Demi Dog yeah he's, he's turning into quite the uh cannabis uh gardener uh -huh. uh, actually I I'm I added him as a character to my books his his character is murray gershwin i even started a sculpture of him Here, oh start. my gosh holy cow oh so wait a minute so did you draw all the characters i do all the art for me oh so, so that painting is your painting yeah yeah i did that it's like oh that painting is so great oh my gosh it's fun i feel like it could either be a kid's book or like a kid's movie you know no, you don't want to make it a kid's movie. It gets darker. It's really violent. Well, at the end, uh, also, it gets, it gets even that, more violent. Yeah. I, so there's that chapter and I'm like, oh, wow, this is just 
savage all of a sudden. <laughs> so well, that this, was a, in this, look at this. You'll what have, does he got? In this hand, well, he doesn't have anything right now. There's nothing there. But he's going to have a pot plant growing there. And in this hand, I, you see, I already started building his hand. Yeah. Okay, is this so the I'll, gnome or is this a different yeah, He's a gnome. That, that's that's Zverf Niblinski's best friend. Here's Zverf Niblinski. Zverf oh, my gosh, you finished. guys. Zverf is finished. There you oh, go. my gosh. This is crazy. So this is guys. Been, I hold on, you gotta hold that up again. This and the bird, so that people will know what I'm talking about. And I'll put it on <laughs> Facebook. Here we go. This with the bird. Oh God, it's crazy. That worked. Uh, yep, yep, perfect. Okay, so um, you guys, the characters are big and crazy. So Sverf Noblinsky is Severf Noblinsky is uh is a what a foot tall high gnome. He's almost twelve inches. Almost twelve inches high, and um is has like a hundred degrees and is three hundred years old and he's one thousand four hundred and twenty years old. Yes, yes, which is no big deal where he's from. It's it's just the years, right? Uh, in, the, in in human terms, it kind of is a big deal. He, he he's like around forty nine. Oh goodness! Well, yeah. okay, yeah, it's tough. Um, and Sverf it meets up with the first person is Durek. Is that right? Uh the all of them at the same time. Oh, so well, he meets up with Durek. He meets up with three of the four other main characters. Yes. 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 So uh, suddenly he's sort of taken up by these gigantic monster type dudes <laughs> <laughs> who just are basically business partners at a winery. Plus, they rescue people and shit. <laughs> so that's it. It. that's it. That's it. So they bring him into the winery to stay with them. And uh, while this is happening, uh, Sverf Neblinsky is sort of communing with God and understanding, getting an understanding that he's on a mission. And the God is the holy shittimbuzzin. <laughs> is am I right so far? <laughs> yep, yep. So then, of course, when they get to the house, He's a foot tall creature in a house that's gigantic and made for like eight foot tall creatures who are crazy monsters. <laughs> and so JRR has been, has carved and designed all these characters and they're just fantastic looking. Here's, here's one that you meet later on in the book and let's not talk too much about him. Okay. Everything about this guy is very cool. And it's okay. better if you read it. Okay, okay. This is him. Oh, which one is that? This is Musky Rattler. Oh, that's Musky? There he is. Oh, I love Musky. Yeah, Musky's dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Musky's like a kind of like a Rastafarian rodent. He's a Rastafarian. Rastafarian. And uh, and he's he's a good dude. He's a good dude from the get-go. Great he's, dude. He's, yeah, I would, yeah. Let's just Very leave it there and let people read about him. Okay, okay, okay. 
Um, yes. Also, I wondered when you made up the voices, were those inside jokes? Wait a minute. Which one is the end joke? What is, which character is that? Is that Grar? An end joke is another word for holy man or holy person or priest or cleric. Oh. That, yes. So he is an end joke. And he's an in-joke of Ulm. Ulm is the god of humor, or so he says. He's the only in-joke of Ulm, and no one has ever talked to Ulm, and he has never really given anybody any proof. Right, <laughs> right, right. But somehow he has stayed alive for almost 400 years, and he's a Sasquatch, and he knows how to talk, and yeah, jokes, and yeah, he's, uh, he's an interesting character. Yes, yes. But that's what an intro is. Bjornag, oh. his name is Bjornag. And hold on, I got a sculpture of him too. Okay, okay. Bjornag, the in joke of Ulm. 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 Bjornag, the in joke of Ulm. Okay, yep. Okay, so this is a work in progress. Oh, man. Oh, shoot. That's badass. Hold on. Put it back up there. I'm going to take a picture of it real quick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So these, these creatures, here's what's fun about these creatures is they should be big, scary creatures, but they're not when they don't want to be. Like, they're just uh, people. There's people, they're big, and but they're like, hey, you know, talking to the shopkeeper, hey, what's up, you know, and they're running a business and they're making a deal and they're making a sandwich and they're, they're fine. But when they get hired to kick ass, they're slaughtering hellhounds. <laughs> so it's, uh, so it's wild. It's a wild ride. So tell me about, um, since I'm now kind of gathering that the characters are maybe like exaggerated aspects of your boys' characters in your Dungeons and Dragon group, right? Yes. And and so, what um, what edges did you want to push out? Like with Dur with Durek, I see his main characteristics is like he's loyal, and he's kind. You know, and he's kind of a protector. And and maybe sees him sees himself as a lower status guy. Yes. Right? Yes. right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So was that kind of the characteristic that you were trying to give him? Or was that just how he came across to me? Okay. I'm very curious. Um, well, my friend invented him. And I took what my friend used when we played that game mm -hmm. and i tried to insert it into all of our adventures mixed into just one story yes i tried to fit him in and i had to give everybody a lot of flair and, and i had to put some drama in there so there's aspects about um Dirk's history that ian did not invent but what he created was the basis of Dirk. And again, I'm, I'm afraid to say more because I could create some, you know, uh, spoilers. 
Okay, okay. So no spoilers, no spoilers. So let me see how I can ask this without the spoilers. So they get a job when they meet a young lady. They get, and then they kind of have to decide um, whether or not they're going to take the job. And that decision kind of directs like the, the whole rest of the book. Oh, there she is. Oh, remind me her name. No. No? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to say her name. Um, <laughs> they end up uh, they end up in, a, in some wild circumstances, very wild circumstances. So when you say it goes a lot darker, tell me why like I was I'm surprised to hear that. Um, would you say it goes dark but stays lighthearted or does it go dark like dark? Um. I like to make you laugh and scare you and make okay. you cry. And with this little time period in between. So I went mm. from one to another to another, just like that. Okay. It builds up your adrenaline when you're, you're reading. And mm -hmm. you can make some really interesting and different possibilities mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. doing, doing things that way. And in between, you have to tell a story. And, uh, but the first formula, you insert as much as possible. Taika Waititi did this. And that guy's brilliant. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm doing it too. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my gosh, this brings me back to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So when did you start writing and when did you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Do you remember? And when did I start writing? I started writing this book. I was about 27, maybe 26. Um, that's when I first started writing this with a pencil on paper. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, have you just been kick, <laughs> kicking away at it over years? No, I lost it several times. I lost it in a flood and then I rewrote it and I lost it in another flood and I rewrote it. And, and the time before that, uh, it was thrown out by a person. It was just destroyed because of spite. And yeah. Wow. So what made you keep coming back to it? I had an opportunity. And, oh, wow. And I just went to bang. Yeah, and did it. Took me right nine, on nine months and like I, nine months you pretty much start to finish yep wow yep. well i guess you had and then how did you find sage towers oh that's a cool story too oh yeah okay so I, it started off with a self-publishing company and um they hooked me up with a, a marketing guy and this guy advised me to go on twitter and see if I could get the attention of any celebrities. So that's what I did. I, I started a Twitter account and on Twitter, I learned about these things, these pitch programs, these pitch events. Mm -hmm. So I tried a few of them and um, about eight months later, I, this, this uh, 
publishing company, Sages Tower. They uh, they contacted me. I am so high right now. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh. So anyway. I know sometimes it just hits you. Just hits oh, you right, I, just I like make, a freight train. I want to make stuff now. My my like. See, this is the thing about staying focused on this show. So, I do too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's do yeah, that. So anyway, these, uh, guys, these guys contacted me, and um, I liked the name because, and that's another story altogether. Um, right, right. I, I do too. I, we got together and we talked, and they went, "Oh, I, I like your books, and let's let's," and we signed a contract, and that's pretty much it. And, so they're looking for cool books like about about like I, I hear Sage's Tower and I'm like I know what these books are going to be like they're probably going to be cool love it for sure it's uh, www.sagestower.com yeah 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 so tell me okay so wait okay so we're still talking about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and because yeah, and you said writing the book, writing the book, and yes, I get this. I get this. Spider's name is Ian. This is another Ian. This isn't even Ian from from the book. This is another guy. Okay. So this guy, he he gives me the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the whole set, for a Christmas present one year, and I sat on that thing for a whole other year before I even started reading it, and then it just blew my mind. Right. <laughs> it's like. That is like the greatest thing I've ever read. Kind of thing. <laughs> Whoa. So yeah. yeah. So I've, I've read that about three or four times anyway. That whole thing. I just bought a hardcover compendium, all of it in, in a hardcover version for my friend. For, for, uh, oh, yeah. I just, I we just, we uh, did one of these shows. We did a we did a reads and weeds on it a few months ago because it's my boyfriend's like favorite book ever, and so we sat and talked about it. And he was just like, "You got to reread it. You got to reread it." And I'm like, oh, "I read it a long time ago, you know." And I, but then I didn't have the perspective. If you you know, we've already talked about this on Reason Weeds before with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But what's wonderful is once you have a grown-up perspective of like the ridiculousness of bureaucracy and structures and all that, and then you read it and you realize how joyfully mocking and extreme everything is. It's wonderful. So I think we did the Reason Weeds show and then watched the movie which I thought the movie was hilarious. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hilarious. Are you signaling to someone? It's 420. Oh, it's 420. Okay, I can hit this. I can hit this. So um, you're writing the story, you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you're developing all these characters. Do your friends know that you're writing all this? Can you hear me? I totally can hear you. It's 420. I know, I know. He's always saying every break. He's like, Shelly. Okay, everybody, everybody take a break. It's 420. I'm going to go get some water. Take a break, everybody. Smoke. I'm doing it too. There it is. Go smoke. Go smoke. I've even got like, I've got such a hippie thing going right now. I just realized like, 
I have become the grown up hippie. I always knew I had the potential to be, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm doing my, my weed podcast with the guy with the parrot and I've got Nag Champa in my plant <laughs> burning with a breeze coming through. Nice, nice. It's real nice. It's a real nice life. I'm, I'm working a farm and we're planting like in the greenhouse right now because it's still pretty cold in Michigan, but we're getting everything ready to plant outside. So it's a real good like feeling being on the farm, all the plants and it smells good. Everything smells good. Whew, it's a it's a good time. The other thing I spend time on, just FYI, if you are a new listener to the show, is I work with an organization called the Michigan Cannabis Freedom Coalition, and uh, we partner with um, LastPrisonerProject.org. We're trying to identify and advocate for the clemency for um, cannabis prisoners in Michigan, because even though not a lot of people know this, I guess, I I guess because I talk about it so much, I feel like everyone must know. But um, a lot of people think, oh, we legalized cannabis a while ago. Surely there's nobody in prison for cannabis. But there are. <laughs> there are. And sometimes it's masked with like they had a firearm or they were. It's 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 bullshit. A lot of it's bullshit. <laughs> so there are people right now still in prison uh, for cannabis charges. And we are working with lawyers and working with the Department of Corrections and lobbying to the governor um, to turn it around in Michigan. And Last Prisoner Project is the national organization that, that advocates for prisoner release. So that's what I'm doing with my life <laughs> right now. Um, and it's good. It's good because the plan is important and it should not, nobody should be in jail for a lovely plant. Cool, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay. We're back. Happy 420. There's always something to celebrate, you know? It was like May Day. All these girls I knew put flowers in their hair and did little ceremonies. Then it was May the 4th be with you. And then it was Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it's 420. It's like, yeah. So, uh, okay, we're back. Um, now what I was curious about, uh, well, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, we can come back to that, of course, where on this trajectory did dire wolves come in? Like, how are you? Oh, okay. So raises that's, dire that's an easy question to answer. Okay. So, um, my children wanted a dog and I was allergic to most dogs I've ever come across. So I came across this breed of dogs that I was not allergic to. And I traded a piece of my art, like, like that antler I showed you, that moose antler I showed you. Yeah. Uh, something along that end. I, I traded for this puppy. So then I had him. He kept escaping. This is a long story. It eventually, yeah, this is a really long story. <laughs> well, so so you got the dog and, and okay, just, yeah. I had sure, to get him sure, a friend so he'd stop. <laughs> I had to get him a friend so he'd stop um, escaping. And mm -hmm. the dog that I basically rescued um, came, they told me she was fixed. 
she wasn't. When I came home from work, I had a pregnant dog. Yeah. And I found homes for them. And my kids love the puppies. And it was a very positive experience. So mm -hmm. I just sort of stuck with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they, it seems beautiful. I mean, are they huge? Uh, yeah, they can get pretty big. Uh, I've, I've personally seen them 170 pounds. Um, I have my breeding male right now. He's about 140, 135, around there, somewhere in, in there. Um, the female I have out there, she's about 120 pounds. So, uh, they have, they've had puppies who are right now hitting 120 pounds and they're not even a year old kind of thing. Wow. Uh, it, 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 the size very much varies among them. Um, you, can, you can actually see that in, if you watch the Game of Thrones and you watch that first, I think it's the first two seasons where they use these animals as the puppies. Yeah. The direwolves, right? You, you can see the variances in sizes. Yes, yes. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, but they're yeah, very cool. They're beautiful. They're very smart. And yeah and are they it's i don't know how to say it but are they are they like friendly do absolutely. they get along they're well with crazy yeah. Friendly. oh yeah they think they're cartoons they come up they come from me when when i home one it's already used to people. i've socialized it somewhat i've, I've even taught it a couple tricks mm -hmm. and it goes home that they they acclimate very easily but the owner has to be able to continue that program until the animal is into adulthood. Otherwise, it's, it's all about how you treat the dog. That's, and that, that's another long story. But I, I also have written an entire care guide that comes with the dog. If you get a dog from me, I give you the care guide to go with it. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness, that's interesting. <laughs> I've got I've got friends who are dog trainers that I I like heartily refer people to them, and I wonder if the, is it a book that you can get or is it just no something no no you, no oh, okay just, this is an this is uh all the information that people put together since the guys who invented this these eight family lines of them yeah yeah those those that their story starts in 1973 mm -hmm. um, that's an entire story altogether. Yeah, yeah. Huh. All that information that they had, all the people that had their dogs from their kennels, and then the people who, like me, in the late stages of those guys, and then the people that took over, and I'm the last, pretty much last one of them around here. Um, yeah. They wow. look a lot like wolves. They really do, <clears throat> excuse me, they really do look a lot like wolves, but they act like dogs. They're just dogs. Wow. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, it seems like it would just be wonderful to be around those kind of dogs. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sing, they sing for me, they'll howl. Uh, oh, neat. I That's keep cool. my female on a leash because we're near a highway, but it's a hundred foot route. And oh, okay. we have we have a big field that we only us it's yeah property we're yeah. In and we run her and the male won't leave her he'll stay with her oh interesting yeah. yes. and they get lots yeah. of yeah yeah we're getting so, 
to, I, I'm going to soon have to go run them actually. Okay, yeah. yeah well, um, I'm looking at the time here. Okay, okay. So I would love to. Um, Not that I don't want to stay and hang with you, right? Like, <laughs> I'm going to spot it all. Right? Gonna, any, oh, but, no, but no, they, no, no, yeah, no. It's, probably, it's probably a good idea because if I ask too many more questions, I'm going to give too many spoilers. Maybe. I, I, I swear. That. I know, I know, but I'm trying to think of what are the things, so I was trying, oh, that was important to me, the timeline. I'm like, you were writing, so you started writing a long time ago. Um, you were already doing role-playing games, so you were into fantasy. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide in the Galaxy was probably 15, 20 years into that. Firewolves <coughs> was somewhere in there, you know. Um, it's interesting just thinking of like the, what, what makes a writer, like when a writer, I'm curious when a writer, how a writer gets to their style. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm curious about how a writer gets to their style. What all has influenced it, you know? Uh, because, I like character actors, people who put voices to the characters. Yes. Um, good ones are amazing. So I try to write the way some actors would use that accent. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's sort of how that works. I keep looking here because that's your face. This is the camera. I have yeah. a, I have a big, <laughs> It's always weird. See, that's what I was saying. Like I used to only do audio but the pandemic has made it so we, we, we weren't going to that studio because that pe six people didn't want to be in a room together. And, and that's still been weird for a lot of people. So we just got used to doing Zoom. And, you know, so the, what we were talking about earlier, I can't remember if the recording was on yet or not, but it is easy for me to get distracted. And also if I'm high, it's a little bit easier. And also if there's video and there's a bird on your shoulder, <laughs> you know, then it's just, I'm fighting to stay focused, folks. <laughs> Fight, hanging on, hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Um, it's really great. So um, when, oh, so your friends know about the characters. That's what I was asking you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They have, yeah. they have top, they each have autographed copies of um, the first run on my self-published version that I did. I, oh, I, that's awesome. That's fun. And do they, did you, I wondered if the characters, like if you gave the characters that were sort of representing those dudes, did you give them like really outrageous inside joke type characteristics? Yeah, a lot, a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, like was one guy really, really gassy? <laughs> no, no, not that, not that. But his <laughs> character was. He often portrayed the character doing that. So, and again, you're going into, you got to yeah. watch the spoilers there now. Okay, spoilers, spoilers. No, no, no. Okay, well then let me ask, um, I would assume since this is part one, you're, you're in the works with part two already, right? No, no, part two's finished. Part two's finished. Okay. Yeah, we're just. I'm, cool. I'm just giving it one last quick polish. Okay. Then I'll hand it over to the the publisher. They'll take it from there. They'll do it anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, next question. 
being that I don't think book oh. tours are really happening right now, maybe they've started back up again, but what is like the get the word out plan? Like, are you, are you social media-ing? Are you podcast bouncing around? Are you, what you doing? Well, I'm trying to get on podcasts. I mm-hmm. uh, radio show, um, Loud Weed. Um, uh, there's a link on my Twitter. I can email you the link. Okay. To that. Cool, cool. Um, that was fun. Uh, and you, that's it so far. And Twitter. But I okay. mean, yeah, people on Twitter, they talk. And, and I, I sold quite a few books on Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah. Right now it's just word of mouth. It's different, right? What I did, it's, um, it's the first one of its kind, really. Really. Yeah. So... Hopefully that niche, I, I got in there bang, right away on that niche. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's true. It's true. We'll Cause that. I like, I've been, where I've been writing little, like, I want weed children's songs. That's what I have been working on. Like how to, because there's always little songs to teach kids about vegetables and giraffes and, you know, trucks and things. And I'm like, why aren't there little songs to teach kids about weed? And are there songs to teach kids about booze? About booze? Yeah. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. So there's probably laws in place that are preventing that, maybe. Because, yeah. I, I in Canada, No, but what I'm saying is teaching kids about, about the plant, just like it's a plant, the way you teach a kid about a giraffe or the, teach a kid about a machine. In, in, in like a health class. Yeah. In the place teach people because it, like I, I'm sure in my country, in Canada here, I'm sure that uh, they were teaching me that when I was in grade six, grade seven. They were yeah. Te- in our health class that came along with our, our phys ed, uh, physical education, um, gym, all that. That they thought, I uh, would just uh, I, see. I would. I would even think. Thought was total bullshit. What they were talking about. That was like complete lies. What they thought. What they. Well, I, I was thinking it would be more like in <laughs> botany, botany, or or biology. Like it would be in a plant class, like botany or lab, botany. or. That would be like yeah. a class, you know? Yeah. In yeah. Well, that's a specialization. You go to, you go to university. You I guess, I guess. Science is botany, right? Kind of. Yeah. Or it's something like that. Like it wouldn't be, I was, yeah, I was thinking about it more just like when you study plants, whenever it is in your life that you study plants. And now I'm realizing that some people don't study plants. I understand that. But, uh, I think at some point you have to understand plants to some degree, you know, you have to mow your lawn, you have to eat vegetables, you have to like deal with plants. But if you really like studying plants, then, you know, it's a magical plant to study. It's really super fun plant to study. You know, it's, it's, I was just talking to someone. Cannabis bonsai bonsai artist. Well, just like I trim plants constantly and and prune plants constantly, always looking at plants. And and what's amazing is like this little plant that looks a lot like this little plant, if you consume it in some way, 
treat your body and brain in completely different ways. And it's, that's kind of magical, you know, because if you take two totally different tomatoes, they still pretty much are like tomatoes, you know, they're, or you take two different kinds of grapes, they're still like grapes, but like with cannabis, this cannabis type of plant can be so very, very different to this one. And it's just really magic to look at it and see like, wow, there's magical healing properties inside of that little plant. It's amazing. And it's, and when you're working with them, it's very meditative to work with them too, especially outside, I think. So yeah, don't even know what that rant was all about, but I don't know. no idea. Um, okay. So we talked about a cannabis teacher. What? You deep inside of you, you want to be a cannabis teacher. I am. I I kind of am. It's not even that deep inside. It's kind of right out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this was so very fun. Um I am excited everybody will soon be able to. Oh, wait a minute. How can they order the book? You can uh pre-order it through www.sagestower.com. Mhm. Mm just go there and pre-order it. Uh, on the 11th, it will be available. You can just go straight there and order it. Cool. Uh, you, you can get it through Barnes & Noble and on Amazon as well. Oh, cool. Okay. So, But I, so, I'd say go straight through the publisher. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And because they have, or my website, which is www. Oh, oh hold on. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm so is it jrr the adventures of the great noblinsky.com the adventures of the great noblinsky.com yes. yes and uh i'm excited for y'all to read it and enjoy it and uh and this was so fun and That's i'm glad bernstein could stay with us the whole time what a treat and uh and i'm excited for you i'm excited and thanks so much for your time and for doing this thank you for having me uh, and when the next one comes out we'll talk about that one too all right sure all right all right have fun Everyone. all right bye